Alright, hey y'all. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, welcome to welcome to uh, episode 7 of Keep Going the Movements podcast. Um, what in the world is going on out there, you guys? This is a crazy, chaotic time in our world. I hope, uh, I hope and pray that everybody that hears this is, is well and safe and healthy. And I hope y'all's families are okay. Uh, I just I just pray for everybody and everybody's health and well-being and, and peace of mind. Uh, we're going to get through this, guys. It's, it's scary. It's a dark time. But I promise you we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it together. We just need to stay in the Word, stay in prayer, encourage each other, and, and just keep going. We're, we're going to be okay. Um, I've got another story for y'all. Uh, it's kind of a fun little story you know everybody's well a lot of us are, are working from home right now and the challenges that that we encounter every day by doing so is, is are challenges that I didn't really expect to have you know like the dogs are whining in the background on a conference call or the kids are going crazy every time my phone rings and and all my clients here are the kids instead of me and you know and it's been it's been very challenging, but at the same time, it's almost brought a sense of, of humor and relief to the situation because everybody that hears the kids in the background has just laughed because we're all faced with the exact same challenges and, and we're all doing the best we can. You know, and it just kind of brings a sense of community to, to people, at least in my, in my job. You know, I talk to people on the phone all day long but I don't really know them on a personal basis, you know, and now when I talk to them, I hear their kids asking for some milk in the background or I hear their dogs barking and, and it just creates a sense of community. And, and not only does it give you an opportunity to get to know that person a little bit better, but it also allows them to see that you are actually a human, that I am actually a human on the other side and the, and the other end of that phone, right? And it just creates more of a friendly atmosphere in, in the business world than, it, than I guess it normally would. So I'm trying to, you know, put a positive spin on the whole working from home situation. Yeah, we're, we're all chilling in our pajamas probably more than we should, and we're probably all eating a lot more than we probably should. But, but on a business level, it, it also creates a, a bigger sense of community, oddly, than, than it would, uh, you know, if we were in an office environment. But anyway, that's a side note. Anyway, the, so the funny story is, so at home, I my office is upstairs in my bedroom. I've, I've moved my desk into my bedroom just to kind of get away from the noise and the chaos that, that can be created by having a three-year-old and a two-year-old in the house. And uh, now keep in mind, those, those, that two-year-old and three-year-old are very hyper, very loud, and very active kids. And they're good kids. They, you know, they, they do their best. And, and their mom is doing a fantastic job of, of trying to keep them quiet and keep them entertained while, while me and their grandma are, is uh, working. But, you know, kids are kids and, and you can't keep them quiet 24 hours a day. So, but uh, I will give, give their mom props that she's doing an amazing job. Um, but anyway, on this particular day, the three-year-old boy, he he wanted to go outside and play. It was, you know, finally sunny in Houston and the rain had finally stopped and it wasn't too wet to go out and play in the yard. 
and he just wanted to go outside and play and trust me when I say all of us wanted him to go outside and play and get out of the house for a little while so he could go outside and scream instead of screaming in the living room so you know the rule was well you can go outside but you have to have shoes on so go upstairs and get your shoes and bring them back down and and we'll put them on and you can go outside and play well fun fact about the three-year-old he is terrified of the dark absolutely terrified of the dark and he perceived upstairs as being dark now again I am upstairs and I can see that it's not dark up there but from his um, perspective from his point of view in the living room he looked up the stairs and all he saw was a wall so he just perceived it to be dark upstairs and he threw an ever-loving fit there was no way he was gonna go up those stairs there was no way he was going up there by himself and there was absolutely no way that he was going into a room that was probably going to be dark to get his shoes his mom was gonna have to go do that for him he was not going to do it so I mean long story short there was a timeout involved there were elevated voices involved there was an escalation of an argument involved Um, it was just chaos for a few few minutes and you know me being upstairs I was I was listening and I was kind of giggling because I didn't have to deal with it I wasn't even involved in it I didn't have to deal with it at all so it was funny to me but uh I could have very easily gone into the room and gotten his shoes and taken them downstairs to him but that would have totally completely ruined the whole lesson that his mom and his Mimi were trying to instill in him which is one you have to be responsible to go get your own shoes two you are the one that wants to go outside so you need to go get your own shoes and three get over your fear it's not dark upstairs nothing's going to happen just go get your shoes follow the rules you know I would have totally completely ruined that whole entire lesson had I simply just gone in and gotten his shoes for him so I just stayed there and I just kind of listened now again this went on for probably 20-30 minutes and he eventually agreed and he came upstairs and he got his shoes of course they weren't the right ones which made me laugh even harder when his mom told me that or told him that that they weren't the right shoes because they were the good shoes and he needed to have his his old shoes on or whatever but anyway point being he he finally didn't necessarily get over his fear but he realized that nobody was going to do it for him and he just went and got his shoes even though he was scared now guys I'm gonna take that on a little bit of a different direction eventually but first I want to say how many of us are still scared of the dark because I know I am I'm 46 years old and still when I turn that light off at night I'm you know my light switch is next to my doorway and I beat feet for the for my bed from the second my my fingers touch that light switch to the time I get into my bed it is the shortest amount of time possible I'm not saying I run because there's not a lot of things in this world that will make me run but I walk very very fast and I'm making sure that I am not in that room in the dark without being underneath the covers for very long now let's take that up a notch this world right now with the virus going on and and the stock market crash that's happening and the people that are getting laid off and, and all of that it's a very 
very dark place right now, you know, and all of that anxiety and all of this, this chaos that is happening, it just creates an atmosphere that's very, very conducive to depression. And if, if you are one that already suffers from depression, what is going on in the world right now is actually very, very dangerous to you. And, and I'll say to us, um, it's so easy to get, you know, in, entwined in, in the negativity and in the, the fear of the unknown and the fear of, of, do I have a job to go back to after all of this is, this is done, you know, and do I have, can I even go to the grocery store without getting sick? I mean, that alone right there just creates a fear of, or, or an atmosphere of anxiety and it just creates a very, very dark place in our world. And, and I don't think I have to go into much detail to, to describe the, the darkness that is in this world right now, you know? So I'll ask again, when you think of dark and darkness on that level, at that scale, I'll ask again, who among us is afraid of the, is afraid of the dark? I think all of us are on certain, on some scale, you know, I think we may have have peace about it we may be believers and we know that God is going to get us through and, and no matter what and and we may be very prayerful and we may again have that peace of mind about it but on some level of your humanity I think if you're honest with yourself I think every single person that's listening is at least a little bit afraid of something whether it's afraid of the virus or afraid of the the stock market or afraid of the the layoffs that are happening right now you know will will you have a job to go back to if if you haven't been laid off will you be laid off if you are laid off will you have a job to go back to if you're not sick will you get sick and if you do get sick will you be okay there's there's all of that unknown right now and it's just creating this heaviness in this world and and it's it's creating a spirit of darkness and you know, when I say who's afraid of the dark, I don't mean when you flip that light switch off. I mean it on a much deeper level. How many of us are like that three-year-old kid that are so terrified to go into the dark? Even though we know nobody's going to do it for us. How many of us are sacrificing what we really want to do? Like in his, his instance, he just really wanted to go outside and play. But what happens when it's just us that... We just really, really, really want to start that business. We just really, really, really want to start a nonprofit and help people. We just really, really, really want to go into ministry. We just really, really, really want to go feed the homeless or help with, with uh, you know, some of these shelters around town. But we're scared of the darkness that surrounds it. We're scared that if we do, then we may get sick. Or if we do, there won't be enough financial backing to support us what happens when when what you're scared of outweighs what you want and it kind of goes back to to the other podcast that I did is how bad do you want it are you willing to go through the darkness alone in order to get where you where you want to be in order to get what you want are you willing to go through that darkness you know the Bible is, is full of stories about, about you know, depression and anxiety and darkness and, and all of that. But there's one verse that, that sticks out to me. And I think all believers need to, need to hang on to this verse because it, it kind of speaks to 
what you do when your world gets dark. What do you do when the world around you is in chaos because of a virus that has taken over the entire world? What do you do when the whole stock market crashes and the entire world is looking at financial ruin? And what do you do when it's so scary everywhere you turn that you don't know what to do and you sure don't know the words to say? You know, what do you do when you've created a podcast and now all of your all of your friends are coming to you for, for spiritual guidance in a time where the world needs it the most and you feel so unqualified I'm speaking for myself when, when I feel so unqualified to give anybody advice and yet there's people that have heard this podcast and are coming to me for advice going hey what do I do in this verse in this bible it just keeps coming back to me and coming back to me and coming back to me time after time and time and time again and it's it's Matthew 5.16 and it says let, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And if you break that down, it says, let your light shine before men. So in the darkness, in, in the chaos that is this world right now, in the dark place that is this world right now, we need to be the light. We need to not only continue to do our good works, but we need to let those good works shine right now. We need to allow people to see good works instead of just the negativity that's on TV, instead of the negativity and the, and the chaos that's on the news. We need to, to show people that there is still good in this world and we need to focus on that good and we need to spread the good word, which is God's word, you know, and then it says, the, the rest of that says, um, so that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. So all of your good works are not to glorify yourself, not to say, hey, look at me, look what I did. I went and fed the homeless, or I went and, and donated donated supplies, or I made masks for the for the you know the local hospital. It's not because of what you did, it's not to glorify you, but it's because God gave you the ability to do that and it's glorifying him. You know, if you've been blessed with with more money than most, then think about, pray about donating some of it to some of these hospitals or if you have an ability a, a skill of, of sewing then by all means pray about you know what does God want you to do with that well does does he want you to sew masks for the, for the hospital or you know masks for the homeless or you know whatever what skill has God given you that you can use to help people right now you know and if it's just a matter of, of speaking then get out there and talk to people. If it's just a matter of, of maybe you're really, really good at writing and not so much good at speaking, which is kind of where I'm at right now, then start a blog and, and post positive things on your social media. Instead of griping and complaining that you're stuck at home, spend your time putting positive things out there in the world. And really, really pray about what God wants you to do right now and how God wants to use you to be that light in such a dark place right now. You know, as believers, I think we really need to come together. And, and I've seen so many churches, you know, they, they've gotten out of their doors and now on, on onto online platforms. And more people are, are able, I guess is the word, more people are able to view the sermons that they do every, every week because they are online now and they're available to the public, whereas a lot of them used to not be online and they used to only be 
inside the church's walls and whoever went there could see them but now there's no excuse in the world for you to not be able to watch a sermon online from the comfort of your bed or from your couch or from the floor that you're sitting on you don't have to go anywhere you don't have to get dressed you just turn on Facebook and you can find them you know and I think that needs to be continued more than just on Sunday it needs to be continued throughout the entire week and and if it's not a church sermon if it's not a pastor saying it then then by all means it can be another Christian telling you a story of what they did to be the light it can be another believer telling you a story of how they overcame their own darkness and it can just inspire others to to continue to do so you know and and if you can only help that one person then encourage them to pay that forward and they can help one person and they can help two people or maybe they can help 20 and they can just spread throughout the world and that is exactly the whole purpose of this whole movement is keep going the movement is to spread good and to spread kindness and to spread encouragement to the entire world but that entire world starts with you and it starts with your little world it starts with your circle that you are stuck at home with right now be the encouragement for your own little circle right now and when this is all over your circle will not only be so much stronger together but you'll be able to go out and influence each other in your communities even more I think I think it's 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 important for for us to acknowledge that um, you know the chaos and and, and COVID nineteen. You know God didn't create this virus. I, I really don't believe that. I don't think He created it, um, and I don't think He created any of the chaos that is surrounding it. But I do believe that He is allowing it to happen. You know, and and God is a God that can do all things and he can do amazing and, and powerful things in the blink of an eye and if he had reason to he could eliminate this virus from the face of the earth in less than a second and everything could go back to normal and we could all go back to work and we could all go back to eating out at, at restaurants and going to the movies and going to you know the rodeo or the, or sporting events or wherever it is that we normally go we could get back into our normal routines and and I have to ask myself if he's a god that can do that then why isn't he and I know if me as a very strong believer if I'm asking that question then I know that there's people that are doubtful out there I know that there's non-believers out there that that are asking the same thing like well where's your god now you know and I gotta say I strongly strongly believe that not only is he still in control but he's allowing this to happen because if he did fix it if he fixed it all right now and tomorrow absolutely everything went back to normal quote-unquote normal how it was we all went back into our routines why would we need him why would we even look for him if it just went back to normal and it was like nothing ever happened would we even need him you know what what proof what lesson would we have learned you know like that three-year-old kid what lesson would he have learned if I had just fixed everything for him and brought his his shoes down to him what lesson would he have learned he had to go through the emotions he had to go through the chaos 
he had to go through his little time out in order to get over his fear enough to go and do it anyway. He had to go get those shoes even though he was scared. He had to go into that darkness even though he was scared because he knew that in order to get where he wanted to be, which was outside and play, he had to go through the darkness first. So if God fixes everything, like I could have fixed everything for him, what lesson would we have learned? We won't, we wouldn't have gone through the darkness. We wouldn't have been willing to go through the darkness in order to get where we want to be. We wouldn't have, have learned anything. We wouldn't need him. So I guess what I'm trying to say, and I know I'm, I'm going the long way around because I, I didn't have this thought, thought out properly before I hit record, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I think God is allowing this to happen so we have absolutely nowhere else to turn except to Him. Because honestly, what else do we have? You know, we can't turn to the government for help because God knows what they're going to do, you know, or what they're going to say next. We can't turn to our communities for help because our communities have essentially been shut down. You know, we can't turn to to the banks for help because the banks right now with the way the stock market is, the banks don't have any money to help. So where else do we turn? You know, our hospitals are being overrun. Our grocery stores are running out of supplies. Everybody is afraid. Everybody is angry. Everybody is anxious. So where do we turn? If not to God, where else do we turn? And I think that is the exact reason that God is allowing this all to happen. You know, the Bible says, and I don't, I don't know what verse it is. It's probably more than one, but I don't, I don't know the Bible well enough to, to quote verses, but I do know that it is in the Bible that before the end of times come, that every nation in this world will have an opportunity to to know God and and to have a relationship with him and and to announce to the world that he is their God and that they believe and correct me if I'm wrong guys but is there a nation on this earth that's not affected by COVID-19 right now Is this maybe, possibly, I'm just, I'm just, you know, brainstorming and I'm just throwing ideas out there, but is this possibly God's, I, God's way of, of getting our attention? Saying, hey, I'm right here and I am the only one that can fix this. And I am the only one that can take all of this darkness and turn it around and turn it into something good and make it come out even better than it was before, even better than your quote-unquote normal was before. I can turn all of this around and make it even better. But all we have to do, guys, is believe in Him. And and what better way to get our focus, to get our attention, than to create mass panic throughout every single nation in the world. So again, I'm not saying God created this I'm not saying he did this on purpose but I am saying that he very well may be possibly 
using this situation, this chaotic situation, to bring people to him, to bring people into his kingdom, to create new believers, and to save people's lives. And if you look at things like that, from that perspective, it changes it. And it changes not only, you know, the way we think about it, but but it changes the whole meaning behind it. And if you put that purpose behind it, it's not quite as scary. Because not only does it remind you that God is in control and he knows exactly what he's doing, but it also reminds you that if he is in that that much of control, then we have absolutely nothing to worry about. You know, the grocery shelves are going to get filled again. Yes, we may lose jobs temporarily. We may get laid off temporarily, but there will be jobs in the future to get. Your, your exact job that you have today, it may not be there when, you, when this is all over, but God will provide. You know, the Bible says we do not live off of, of bread alone, I, I believe. I don't want to misquote the Bible, and, and again, I am not the person to, to try to quote, but I believe it says that we do not live off of, of bread alone. But, but in other words, God is going to supply all of our needs. And if you look at things from a God perspective instead of from a human perspective it puts this it puts this in a way different light and and some of the darkness starts to fade away you know and if we can continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus and if we can go out into the world and spread that lightness even more then that darkness gets less and less and and if we can spread that good word we can eliminate this darkness on our own, guys. Now, that virus may still be there. The stock market crash, you know, those prices may still be there. But the anxiety and the fear and the anger in people, we can get rid of that ourselves. We can, we can change that. That's where, where us believers need to make a difference. So pray on that, you know, over the next coming week. Get into the Word. Find some scripture that that really pertain. There's so many scriptures in the Bible that, like, every time I open it this week, I can find at least one or two scriptures every day that that pertain to the current situation that this world is in. And it's it's amazing to me. It's it's awesome to me, but it's crazy to me. So did God know this was going to happen? I really think He did. I really think He did. And I think He prepared us for it. And, And I don't think the world has ever been as prepared for a moment such as this as we are right now we just need to have the faith and we just need to change our perspective we need to have faith over fear and even if we are scared we just need to go up those stairs and go into that dark room and get our shoes on and go outside anyway we just need to do it through the fear feel the fear and do it anyway right we just need to be like that three-year-old kid know where we want to be We want to be outside in the sunshine, playing, having a good old time. But in order to get there, we got to go through the darkness. We got to go through some trouble. And we've got to be willing to do that. And we've got to be willing to to be the light in that darkness. Anyway, that's all I got, guys. It's it's a little bit longer than I expected. I thank you for those of you that are still listening. Uh, Thank you guys for... for, uh, not only liking this podcast but sharing it if you possibly can leave me a review if you possibly can 
um, get the word out, guys. I just, I just need your help spreading the news a little bit. Um, thank you again, and I will talk to you all next time. All right. Bye-bye.